but now I've already got the Ash Wednesday. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Any minute now, any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. Ash Wednesday service tonight. Service starts at 6.15 6 in Your host, Brad Brown, joined by two other hosts in Four Stream Studio today, John Mark Drew and Jonathan Hayes. How are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing great, but now I'm confused as to what my role on this program is. Co-host. And a co-host. Are we all co-hosts, or is there a host? Does this thing have a yeah, host? It's confusing now. Who's at the well, helm? I just wanted to say I'm your host, <laughs> and then I kind of figured it out from there. I'm good with you being the host. <laughs> J- JM's the producer. Okay, what are you? Uh, color commentary. Color commentary? <laughs> All right. I guess. I don't huh? know. I'm the play-by-play call. call there you have what, it. Whatever it is. I don't know. Well, guys, let's take a trip down to the email corridor. All oh, right. Oh, the email corridor. <laughs> a new segment. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we're going to call it, but I think, this week. I think that's it. This week is the email corridor. That doesn't even I think. Is I it, think what is a corridor? It's sort of like a like a hallway, like a segue. I, like I, a, I like it though. I got what you were saying. Yes, I'm there. I feel present in let's, this corridor about, of electronic how about, mail. Hey guys, let's go down to the basement and see if we got any emails. I love how it takes us ten minutes to introduce anything. <laughs> uh, we're the only ones that love it. So anyway, okay, yeah. So, so the email it, corridor. We dig it. Not that we don't normally get a lot of emails. Oh my goodness! But just have to we comb did, through. There it was all. one that we wanted to. There was one mention. that we really wanted to share that I thought was really special. Last week we did an episode called Shades. It's <laughs> really, really hard to say. Shades shelf. Shades shelf. Shades shelf. You guys be careful with that. With shells on the seashore. <laughs> yep. And uh, so Alec Hirsch wrote in after he listened to the episode because it was we we basically talked about a book and we talked about maybe doing more of these episodes in the future. Yeah. Alec he, Hirsch, big fan. Big fan of the show. He says, "Love the idea." Would really love to hear a discussion of a book that I think would really resonate with the pod community. And then uh, he... Did he say pod? The pod community. Yes. The pod community. And he attached a link. Every day of Friday, how to become happier seven days a week by Joel Osteen. And then he says, maybe we can even lock this down as the theme for the 2021 Shades Midweek Conference. Just spitballing, but I can feel a big idea in there. Sincerely, Alec. So as a result, uh, we have called Alec in for church discipline. <laughs> um. And we're going to do it on the podcast. I, for one, thought it was a great idea. I'm a huge have you, fan. Have you read the book, J.M.? I have all of his books. Give us just a brief outline of the book. <laughs> No, I've never read a Joel <laughs> no, Osteen me book, either. <laughs> and I've never listened to an entire sermon. It's only clips. I, I, I have. You have. Yeah, just kind of. It was because it, you hate yourself, apparently, or what? Well, here's the apparently. deal. You know, the thing with Shades Shelf. You didn't watch when when uh when what's the name of their church? I Lakewood. Yeah, Lakewood. When Lakewood had Kanye. Oh, you I didn't did watch, watch his that. sermon. I did watch that, that sermon. True. 
I, I need to be quiet. I'm about to say so many things that are going to get me in so much trouble. Well, you know, I, shade, did, I did listen to that. Shade's That's true. shelf. I do feel like I need to wash my mouth out with soap after saying the word sermon, though. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be books that we liked. That's true. That's we should so we should start doing true. books that we hate. Oh my word! <laughs> and just rail against them. I think that would be really beneficial for people, don't you think? So yeah, that was the email from Alec Hirsch. Yeah, I I think that I think this says enough. the The one book that I've read that mentioned. Uh, this certain pastor uh, the most. The title of that book was Christless Christianity. <laughs> and, Michael Horton, right? And yeah, yeah, and it it um it had a lot to say. <laughs> uh, he is not uh not lacking in words. Mister Horton there is not lacking in words as to what he thinks on uh, on this subject. Well, so. maybe Alec can bring the book in, and he we can hear his thoughts. We can just get Alec's thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. I yeah. think that's what should happen. That's great. So thanks for coming down to the basement with us to check out our emails. Wait, are we in a basement? I don't know. I yeah, thought no, we were in a corridor. Well, I think I the think corridor we're, takes you down I to feel the like basement. we're workshopping it right now, oh, which is good. We're just kind of throwing out a bunch of ideas. Okay, what what you got for James album of the week? James album of the week. Yeah, so I kind of cheated this week. This is not an album. Is it another Young Oceans album? It's is that not, why you cheated? It's not. It's not. Uh, this is a single that came out that somebody put out in 2021. I was, you know, because I wanted to do something new. I didn't kind of want to fall back on something that I've listened to a lot. So mm-hmm. we appreciate that. There's an artist that I really like from the UK. His name is Ben Howard, and I've been following him for a while. And he has a new single out called "What a Day." It's got a cool vibe. It's kind of got like a uh, he plays acoustic guitar. He plays in a lot of open tunings. So this has a radio head meets, there's a band called The War on Drugs. Uh, it's kind of got that vibe. I'll play a little bit of it for you guys. Feels nice. Yeah. Some nice acoustic guitar, a little drum loop there, some percussion going on. So I don't know. He's no singing, right? Right. No, he he does sing at some point. He's got he has an album coming out. So this is a single off the forthcoming album. I said it's called What a Day. Is he talking about Fridays? Oh, and he's got Tom Yor on the album. Because <laughs> every day is a Friday. What a yeah. Day. So I don't know. I I really liked listening to that song. It was kind of easy to listen to. Yeah. It was nice to see, for me at least, to see him put out some new music. So I'm looking forward to his uh, new album that's going to come out sometime this year. So that was my album of the week. Lovely. We enjoyed it, as always. I think we have some announcements real quick before we get into everything else. Yeah, so crazy enough, the season of Lent is actually really quickly approaching. Uh, We've got two more Sundays before Ash Wednesday. So uh, just want to let everybody know about um, just, uh, yeah, prep for Ash Wednesday service, because you may be thinking in the current uh, pandemic situation, how in the world are you going to do Ash Wednesday? Uh, Because this involves like touching everyone. That's (laughs) that's very true. So, yes, we are going to do our Ash Wednesday service uh, this year. It's going to be on February 17th, Ash Wednesday at 6.15 p.m. in the sanctuary. We will be live streaming that service so that you can participate from uh, from home, uh, as well as uh, those who will be coming in person. So we'll be uh, imposing the ashes a little bit differently this year. We are actually 
pre-packaging ashes in these small uh, little plastic bags. And so when you come with like the group of people that you are um, being socially distanced with, whether that's your family or your roommates or core group of friends or what have not, um, those will be there on your seat. And when it comes time to do the imposition of the ashes, uh, you'll actually do it yourselves within that small group. Now, if you come Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm not coming with anybody, I'm going to be by myself. Well, I will be set up in a place to do imposition of ashes for uh, for people who are there by themselves. And what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to wear a mask, I'm going to wear gloves, and I'm going to use a cotton ball. One cotton ball per person. So you come up and I'll impose the ashes with a cotton ball. I will throw that one away and get a fresh cotton ball for the next person. So this was the, the best way we could come up with to, to try and do this. Now you may be thinking... Well, what if I'm not going to be there in person? What if I'm going to be watching the live stream from home? Well, the night before Ash Wednesday, so February the 16th, we're doing uh, a Ash Wednesday drive-through like we've done for other things in the past uh, when when the service involved a participatory element. So on February 16th, uh, it's a Tuesday, you can drive through here at Shades anytime between 5 and 6.30 p.m., and we will provide you with everything you need to participate in that Ash Wednesday service from home. Yes, including ashes prepackaged for you. Yep. So, yeah, so that's what's coming up. Because I wish I wish we could live stream a podcast. We normally podcast on Tuesdays. Yeah. I wish we could live stream a podcast and have people as they come up just to have them jump on the show real quick. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's not that'd be happen. cool for yeah. like to see all two or three people, right? right. But that's not going to happen. So yeah. we could name them all: Grant Primo, uh, Alec Hirsch, <laughs> Sage will be here. You know, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, Jonathan, I think your announcement allows us to segue into what we're talking about today. This will be a slightly smoother segue than the last one you gave. <laughs> I'm getting better with time. Yeah. So. Uh, we thought we would talk about Lent since the season is right around the corner. And actually, for our dedicated listeners, you know that when we began uh, the podcast in a little over, no, not, not over a year ago, almost a year ago at this point, yeah, uh, when we began the podcast, the first two episodes we did were actually about the season of Lent. The very first episode, we talked about Ash Wednesday. Uh, the next episode, Brad talked about fasting during the season of Lent. And so you can go back and listen to those if you want uh, to, to hear that in some more detail. We're going to cover some of the same stuff today uh, because since those were our first two episodes, we, we had all of like one listener at that point, and that was my mother. That's right. um, and now it's doubled. <laughs> it has. Now Brad's parents listen too. Um, so anyway, uh, we're gonna, we, we thought we'd get a little bit further out in front of it uh, this year. So last year we were a little too close to the actual day of Ash Wednesday. I think we talked about Ash Wednesday the day before Ash Wednesday. So <laughs> pretty it, sure, yeah. It, it's not like people could use the the information to prep. So so we're getting a little bit out in front of it, and we're going to tackle it from a little bit of a different angle this time around. Uh, so one of the things that I get asked uh, fairly often about Lent, especially for people who didn't grow up uh, in a tradition that observed Lent, is how do I talk to this about my children? Mm. So, so all of our parents out there in shades, you know, they'll, they'll ask that question. And even if you're not a parent, you don't have kids and you're like, I don't have to know how to talk to this about my kids. I'm, I'm hoping that just this explanation right here will help everyone uh, think through the, the season of Lent. 
So, so yeah, so that's where we'll, we'll start. And then we actually, uh, JM and, and Brad are going to give um, some helpful resources as well before we're done for those who would like to engage further in the season of Lent. Sweet. Yeah. So. Start us off, Jonathan. Yeah, Brad, I thought I'd talk to you about how to explain this to Oxford. Well, he needs to know. <laughs> um, so I think the easiest thing to do is to approach this uh, with your kids by trying to answer three basic questions. And you can even tell them uh, for, tell them these three questions. So, so first, I would start out by saying Lent, in general, is a season of preparation. It's a season of preparation. So let's ask three questions about that. Lent is a, is a season of preparation for what? What does Lent prepare us for? That's question one. How? does Lent prepare us? That's question two. And how does Lent begin? That's question three. So I think that if you explore those three questions with your kids, you'll be giving them a really good start on what the season of Lent is all about. So question number one, uh, if Lent's a season of preparation, what does it prepare us for? Uh, The easy answer, Easter. (laughs) Boom. Lent prepares us for Easter, and I think what you can do to help your kids understand this is compare it to the season of Advent. Uh, most kids are you have a really good grasp on Christmas and have a really good grasp on what it's like to anticipate Christmas, and so mm-hmm. compare it to that for them. Be like, you know how you know when Christmas season comes, like we do all of these things to get ready for the day of Christmas. Well, Lent is like that for Easter. Uh, we're, it's getting us ready for the coming celebration of Easter. Now, that may be as far as you want to go, depending upon your kids' ages, because I, I would tell you, you know, for, for your little little bitties, you want to avoid going into too much depth and bogging them down with too many details. But if you've got kids that are more, you know, heading towards middle school age or even high school, you can definitely go further than that. And so what I would tell them is uh, it prepares us for Easter, uh, and you can think of it in the same way like Jesus prepared for his ministry. And take them, take them to the scriptures, take them to the Gospel of Matthew, take them to the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus, right before his ministry, goes into the wilderness for 40 days. And in those 40 days, he's tempted and he fasts. That is actually the model for the season of Lent. The season of Lent is a 40-day season, and it's modeled off of Jesus' 40-day temptation in the wilderness. Uh, you may be like, Lent six weeks, and if you six times seven, that's not 40. You, you, you don't count the Sundays. The Sundays are like miniature Easters. Ah, so, but for if, all you math people out there. <laughs> so yeah, so take away the Sundays, and, and, and you got your 40-day your season. Uh, thing going on here so you can explain a little bit more about the season to to your kids that are that are older so what does the season of Lent prepare us for it prepares us for Easter that takes us to question number two are you tracking with this so far Brad oh yeah taking mm-hmm. notes for Oxford totally sorry I feel like I'm in monologue monologue over here well you are <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it but you're doing a great job feel free to interject but it's guys. fantastic oh no. good this is your section. I don't yeah. want you interrupting on my we section. We all have sections. <laughs> all right, so so question number two. Uh, how does Lent prepare us for Easter? And the simplest answer to give right here is by showing us our need for Easter through repentance and fasting. By showing us our need for Easter 
through repentance and fasting. And so then, obviously, you're going to need to talk to your kids about repentance and fasting. So taking those one at a time. Repentance. Here, here's kind of the way I've talked about this with, with my kids before. I'll tell them, if you and I were on like a hike, and you're like running up ahead on the trail or whatever, and you see a snake in the path right in front of you, and it's like ready to bite, what would you do? And they say, run away. I'm like, where would you run to? And inevitably, they're going to come around and say, I'd run back to you. And I tell them, I'm like, yes, that snake is like sin. And repentance is running to Jesus to save us from sin. Just like you would run to me to save you from that snake. Repentance, Repentance reminds us that we need someone to run to. We need a savior. We need Jesus. We need Easter. Mm. Easter ultimately is where Jesus saved us on the cross. So repentance, turning and running to Jesus, remembering that we need to turn and run to Jesus, that prepares us for Easter. So that's kind of how I talk to my kids about repentance. And then fasting. Fasting's a little bit easier. You don't have to come up with like a, a metaphor because it is a metaphor in and of itself. So I tell my kids, I'm like, so in fasting, that's when you go without something, like food. And, I, and I'll ask them, imagine, you know, that that you went without food all day long. Like Their eyes get really big, you know, and they're like, well, would you? And I, I say, you know, what would you want more than anything? They're like, well, I'd want to eat. I'd be so hungry. I'd be starving. I'd be whatever, you know, I want food. And I tell them, but do you know who we need even more and food, if, you, if you've talked to them about Jesus in the wilderness, you can talk about him fasting. And you can talk about you know, the devil tempting him to turn rocks into bread. And what did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. What we need, even more than food, what we need most in life is Jesus. We need him. Fasting reminds us that we are a needy people. And what we are really hungry for, if they're a little bit older, you can dip into the hunger metaphor a little bit more. you know. But what, what we're really hungry for, like our stomachs hunger for food, our souls are hungry for Jesus. Fasting reminds us that we need Jesus. We need a Savior. We need Easter. Because that is where Jesus is our Savior, who satisfies our souls forever. So, well, Jonathan, I'm curious for the fasting part. Do your kids fast? Do you ask them to do that? If you do, how do you go about that? Do you just explain it to them? Just curious. Yeah, sure. So it depends on their age, right? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it, and I will encourage uh, them, especially the older ones, to consider something to personally fast from. Uh, but something we've also tried in the past to varying levels of success <laughs> Um, but you tried it. And we have tried it, and we're going to try it again this year, um, is a family fast. Mm. So we'll talk about fasting together, and we will decide on something together to fast from. And and one of the things that can be helpful, uh, and, and, and just, just to be clear, that's it's it's never food. I don't, I don't make my children fast from food, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, another thing that can be helpful with your kids, if they've never fasted before from anything, is letting Sundays be miniature Easter's where you mm. break fast. So say like an easy one to think about with kids is like screen time. Say you say, and that's that can be radical 
for some kids. Hey, yeah. we are going to fast from screen time for the season of Lent, and their minds are melting out of their ears. And <laughs> some a pa- rebellion. Some parents are because they're like, no, that's my getaway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now i got to play board games with them all the time or something. <laughs> I have to entertain them. Um but uh, but say you were gonna do that, you know, letting Sundays be a, a day where you watch a movie together as a family or, or or something like that. So whatever it is, but that can be a helpful thing to do um, as a family is to come up with the idea of a family uh, fast. And and I encourage people start small. It doesn't have to be something mm. like absolutely crazy or enormous or what have not. So yeah, that's really helpful. Um. So yeah. So how does Lent prepare us for Easter by showing us our need through repentance? And fasting. And that really takes us to the final question uh, that I go over with my kids each year, which is how does Lent begin? And I tell them that it begins with Ash Wednesday. And so to talk about Ash Wednesday, we talk about two things. We talk about the ashes and we talk about the sign of the cross, which we make with the ashes. So if you don't know, you know, when uh, on, on Ash Wednesday, when people come forward to receive the imposition of the ashes, usually it would be one of the pastors here at Shades literally rubs ashes on their forehead in the shape of a cross. They make the sign of a cross and they say, from dust you came to dust you shall return. So repent and believe the gospel. Those two phrases right there, one emphasizes what the ashes represent and the other emphasizes what the cross represents. So the ashes... Uh, represent uh, death. Uh, In Genesis 3, after uh, the sin of our first parents, God says, from dust you came and to dust you shall return. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So we say from dust you came to dust you shall return. Like as you're having this ash smeared on your forehead, you know, you're you're feeling the physicality of that. Um, And so what I'll talk about with my kids, yes, I will talk about this with my kids. As I'll say, you know, so on Ash Wednesday, Uh, We have these ashes, and these ashes remind us that we will die, that we will become dust one day. And if if you want to um, give them an illustration, and some people may think this is absolutely morbid, but, you know, it's it's the best I can do. I'll tell them, I'll be like, uh, think about what you build with Legos. You know, you build something cool with Legos. What happens when you drop it and take it apart like it goes all back to just individual little pieces right i'm like well we're not made out of legos what are we made from we're made from dust and so when we die we go back to dust these these ashes remind us that we will die and here's the deal most people never talk about death with their kids yeah at all you know and so uh, often kids one aren't aren't prepared to to grapple with it you know or to think about it in in a, a christian framework um, so talking about it with them in the context of Lynn is really helpful because the conversation doesn't stop with the ashes. Because then I talk to them about the sign of the cross. So I tell them, the ashes remind us that we will die and become dust. But the sign of the cross reminds us that Jesus has defeated death. Jesus has defeated death, and mm-hmm. we are not doomed to be dust. Just like he rose, we too shall rise to be forever with him. And so what and and this is some of the beautiful symbolism in Ash Wednesday. We take dust, the sign of our death, and we use it to make the cross the sign that our death is defeated. Mm. You know. Um and and is that not what the cross is in and of itself? It's an image of death. And for us it's an image that death has been defeated. Mm. Um every kid's responded. 
yeah, in the past as you've so, had these conversations. So, what, so what's interesting is kids, uh, in, in my experience, my kids generally love anything. I mean, maybe not the the you know like when they're one or two or something like that, but generally love anything they get to participate in. You know, that they get to be a part of. They 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 really like that. Um, and so even when they don't understand it, like my kids have always um liked uh receiving of of the ashes mm. um and uh and you know i've had these conversations with them now for several years and i don't know i don't know when understanding actually clicks in it's probably different for each kid you know they definitely like asher i'll have this conversation with him he's four i have this conversation with him and just knowing asher he's not gonna understand it. <laughs> um not yet it's not gonna click right yet. yeah you know but the older ones they they totally get it and what's what's nice about not waiting until they're old enough to get it is that um it's it's not weird like it's something that's familiar that one day just clicks you know Mm. um it's it's the whole idea of catechesis right Mm -hmm. so in catechesis you're teaching your children the fundamental truths of the faith not because they understand it, but because understanding will come. Right. And so you're, you're kind of putting categories in place for them, truth in place for them, um, that you know is not going to click until later. But mm-hmm. when they need it, it will be there and it will click. Yeah. So kind of the same thing going on with, with talking to my kids about Lent. So that final question, how does Lent begin? Ash Wednesday, I tell them the ashes remind us that we will die, but the cross reminds us that Jesus has defeated death. And that's where we're headed. That's how the that's how Lent begins to tell us that's where we're headed. We're headed to Easter, where Jesus has defeated death. Awesome. That's really helpful. So yeah. So hopefully, um, that's uh, helpful. Even if you, even if you don't have kids, if you're like, why do we do this whole thing called mm-hmm. Lent? Um, that's that's kind of the simplest rough outline of it that I, I try to to give people. Yeah. So, but there's more than just what what I have to say. Um, because I'm not an authority on Lent. There's tons of other resources that can help you understand Lent, uh, engage in the season of Lent. All all of these different things. Um, and so I think both you guys had some different resources y'all were going to talk about. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So um, I can be done with my monologue. <laughs> no, it was great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to approach this from a musical perspective, as I do with a lot of things. And I was looking through some different albums. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different worship artists and bands that have put out Lent albums or albums that you can listen to during the season of Lent. And I just wanted to highlight a couple of things uh, for our listeners. And uh, you can listen to these with your family, by yourself. There's an artist and band called Paige CXVI. Uh, we've done some of her versions. I know, Jonathan, you really like them a lot. We've done big, some of our versions fan. of hymns. Yeah, she's awesome. Really upset they haven't made JM's album of the week yet. Well, maybe <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe one day. Uh, this this kind of you know is sort of like an album of the week. This is like an album of the season. Mm, that's mm. good of Lent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have a record called Lent to Monday Thursday, and it was actually released in 2014. It's seven songs. There's a couple of hymn. Uh, remakes that they've done on here, like Before the Throne of God Above is on on here, Were You There is on here. Um, it's just a good collection of songs. I actually had it on earlier today, just listening through everything. 
if you've ever listened to them before, it's kind of standard fare musically for what they bring. But I, I find it to be just really comforting to listen to uh, during the season. I'll play a little bit of this song uh, called I Love the Lord. This is just a really cool song. So real, real reflective and... It's just nice. There's a lot of beautiful songs on there. So definitely check that out. There was a playlist that I found last year when I was just looking for Lent resources, and I remembered it when I was thinking about this. So there is this community called The Rabbit Room, which uh, for those of you who don't know what The Rabbit Room is, it was started by Andrew Peterson. Big fan. Yeah, Andrew Peterson's great. He wrote the song, Is He Worthy?, which we've done a lot here Mm -hmm. at Shades. He's written a bunch of other great songs. He's an artist. I know a lot of people at Shades really like his music a lot. So he started this Christ-centered community called The Rabbit Room, and they kind of focus on, you know, spiritual formation through music and story and art. And they actually put together a Lent playlist last year, and it's still available. You can follow them on Spotify, and it's available there. I don't know if it's probably on Apple Music as well. But it's a really cool collection of songs. There's like 43 songs on there. What's the name of the playlist? If you search The Rabbit Room, you should be able to find it. But it's their Lent playlist. So they they have a profile called The Rabbit Room. But let me just double check and make sure that it is called Lent. Because they have a podcast as well, and they have a lot of other playlists. But if you go to their, like I'm on Spotify right now, pulling that up. If you go there, you'll scroll down, and their playlist is literally just called Lent. There's a lot of songs. There's actually a couple of songs that we do here. One called uh, Dust We Are and Shall Return by The Brilliance, which is kind of like a Ash Wednesday staple at our services. I think we've done that almost every year I've, I've been here leading at Shades. Well, I was going to recommend that album by The Brilliance. Were you yeah. going to? No, go for it. Okay. Yeah, The Brilliance is the name of the band, the duo. Yes. And the album is called Brother. Yes. And there's a lot of great songs for the season of Lent <clears throat> on that album. One, Dust We Are and Shall Return. Yeah, and this playlist is really, really interesting. There's a lot of secular music on here as well as they kind of engage art through this medium. And so there's like a Bruce Springsteen song on here. There's a Johnny Cash song. There's a Leonard Cohen tune. But there's also like Sandra McCracken, Rich Mullins, Indelible Grace. Are you saying Johnny Cash is a Christian music? (laughs) Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. That's great. Bob Dylan, um, Penny and Sparrow, John Foreman, David Crowder. Porter's Gate. There's like 43 songs on here. Yeah. It's a good playlist just to put on. Um, I, ju- I just looked it up, too. It is on Apple Music. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, There's a lot of good stuff on there, so definitely check that out for sure. It's The playlist is called Lent. It's from The Rabbit Room. It's awesome. The third thing that I was going to mention, the third resource, is actually this book that I just recently got called The Art of Lent. And this is a book where they feature a painting every day from Ash Wednesday all the way up until Easter. And uh, each painting includes a response by Sister Wendy Beckett. And Sister Wendy Beckett, who I didn't know who she was before I bought this book, she lives at the Carmelite Monastery in Norfolk, England. 
where she has spent her time in prayer, and she also makes programs about art for the BBC, and she's written books on art and icons and prayer. Interesting. And so she does, uh, there's like a written response in here to each painting. So you can almost treat it, if you do get it, you can treat it like a devotional really during the whole season of Lent all the way up into Easter and just open it up, read about the painting for that day, and just kind of reflect. Um, so I really like this book a lot, and it's like a small handheld book, so you can take it you know, to work if you want to do the devotion when you get there first thing in the morning. But uh, there's a lot of beautiful paintings in Looks here. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. cool book. So uh, check that out for sure. It's called The Art of Lint by Sister Wendy Beckett. Awesome. Yeah, so Brad, I think you had some resources as well in the form of books. Yes, and these are resources that I would recommend for daily devotions as you're going through the season of Lent. Uh, I've tried in the past few years to practice fasting during the season, and I've fasted from different things, the food or maybe social media, TV, something like that. Uh, but I think it's really important when you fast to fill the space um, with uh, something intentional, whether that be prayer, scripture reading, prayer for others, so that when you're fasting and inevitably that moment comes where you want to do that thing or you want to eat that food and you're thinking, oh, this sucks. I can't do this. Instead of just sitting there thinking that, you're actually, you've kind of have this space created where you can reflect on the themes of the season, you can reflect on the scriptures, you can spend time in prayer, you can listen to, to music. And so uh, first I'm going to recommend uh, two devotionals that are great because they don't just reflect on the season of Lent, they reflect on the entire Christian year. So in uh, both of these works, you're going to find reflections for Advent, Christmas, uh, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost Sunday, Ordinary Time. So you can really use it throughout the whole year. One is a book by Bobby Gross. I actually quoted it in a sermon. can't remember which one. But it's called Living the Christian Year, Time to Inhabit the Story of God. And in this book, he introduces each season and uh, throughout the book, for each season, he'll have weekly reflections that have scripture readings, and it's kind of a devotional. There might be, uh, he might have a hymn recommendation that you can listen to, but it's a great resource, not only for devotions, but to learn about the season. The second is actually uh, a book of poems, and this is one of the few books of poems that I have. Um <laughs> It's called Sounding the Seasons, 70 Sonnets for the Christian Year by Malcolm Guide, who I believe is an Anglican priest. He's a hobbit. He's a <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not. YouTube Malcolm he, Guide, and you'll, you'll get that joke. He's literally a character from Lord of the Rings. Yes. But he has these sonnets uh, throughout the Christian year. And so there are sonnets for uh, the season of Lent as well. And do we have time for me to to read one? Could we, you please? We we have time for that. This this is you know I declared this the worst episode ever earlier, so we can do whatever we want at this point. Good, <laughs> good. 
Um, uh, this is a sonnet titled All the Kingdoms of the World. And it starts out from uh, the perspective of Satan talking to Jesus when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. This is what it says. So here's the deal, and this is what you get. The penthouse suite with world commanding views, the banker's bonus, and the private jet. Control and ownership of all the news. An end to that exclusive 1% who know the score, who really run the show with interest on every penny lent. And sweeteners for cronies in the know. A straight arrangement between me and you. No hell below or heaven high above. You just admit it and give me my due. And wake up from this foolish dream of love. But Jesus laughed. You are not what you seem. Love is the waking life. You are the dream. I love that. That that poem slaps. (laughs) (laughs) So you you can check it out. Uh, Michael Geit, Sounding of the Seasons, and look at his uh, sonnets for the season of Lent. Uh, The next recommendation that I have is uh, one that you'll have to Google Uh or DuckDuckGo. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you use, right? That's what I use, yeah, yeah. I, just, I uh, felt a little uncertain about the name. Uh, you're going to have to put in your search engine of choice uh, the Village Church Lent Devotional. And when you do that, you'll be taken to their website, and they have a devotion that you can download, PDF. And what I like about this devotional is it has is a it weekly f- devotion. It's free? It's free. free. It's free, yeah, for sure. Um it has uh, weekly reflections, and there's tons of scripture readings. Um, they explain the season at the beginning, another great resource. And then finally, I have a, a daily devotion recommendation called Journey to the Cross. It's by Paul David Tripp, and I got it on audiobook. And so Fancy. I'm actually planning on using this. Uh, devotion this upcoming season. You want to know something funny? And I'm going to listen to the reflections. Yes, John. I just ordered that book. Did you really? I did. I did. It's Look at f- us. You it, got the physical copy. Huh? I, I did. Yeah. It's no, 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 it's 40% off uh, at Westminster's bookstore right now. So WTS books. Uh, we get a kickback. No, we don't. <laughs> Use uh, <laughs> promo <Hashtag> code <laughs> Shades Midweek twenty for uh, twenty percent off. Just I'm be just kidding. Code rejected. Um, we need to. We need to get into that. But somehow. it is forty percent off there, so you can get it cheaper than you can get yes. it on Amazon. Yep. But check it out. That'd be a great guide for for daily devotion. If you so want, I think <laughs> I was about to make another joke. Never mind. I was about to say if you want it on audiobook, use promo code Brad twenty. <laughs> Big on the audiobooks and the Kindles. I am. I've made the switch. So, yeah. So, those are some resources that can kind of guide you and help you enter into the season. But I think that's a good rhythm of fasting and then using that space, right? You're not adding something to your schedule, you're taking away. Using that space to uh, use a devotional, another book, a resource, uh, the scriptures, uh, music, conversation with friends. Uh, to reflect on our need for a Savior and the good news of the death and resurrection of Jesus, which is the message of Christmas. So, Yeah. Uh, and generally, uh, we put out uh, a couple of Lent resources ourselves each year. Usually we put out a, a Lent reading guide. Um, we've done daily devotionals to go uh, 
along with that before. We're brainstorming. We're, we're putting the finishing touches on a couple of ideas we've been working on, so not ready to announce those yet, but we'll let you know in the in the coming weeks what, what we're going to have available. Um, but I thought to, to close this uh, real quick, maybe maybe you've been listening to this entire conversation and you're kind of like, I still just don't get it. Like, why should I participate in uh, this uh, with the church calendar in the season of Lent? This is something I don't get. I don't understand about why Shades uh, does this. And uh, a couple of things I'd just say really quick here at the close is one, um, you don't have to. Um, <laughs> this isn't commanded in well, scripture. Well, speak for yourself, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not commanded uh, in scripture. This is not something that like we're, we're told you must therefore then do this. Um, so why do we do it if it's not commanded in Scripture? Uh, well, because these are practices, there are lots of practices that the church has developed uh, throughout history that help us uh, in the discipleship process and our discipleship journey. So think about the celebration of Christmas, um, you know, just the celebration of Easter period or any of these kinds of things. These are things that the church looked at and said, you know, we, we need to revisit these central, focal, foundational points of our faith uh, on an annual basis. And so the, the entire idea of the church calendar uh, evolved from the idea of let's take a journey every year through our story, the story of the gospel, the story that's supposed to be shaping us on a weekly, on a daily basis, let's let it shape us on an annual basis. And so that's what the church calendar does, is it walks us over the course of a year through the gospel story. Um, and there's there's a biblical precedent for this idea. Uh, the, the Israelites had a liturgical calendar that was given to them by God that reminded them of the key points of their story and their history. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea developed. So no, it's not commanded in Scripture, but thousands of Christians have found it to be a helpful uh, tool. And so the season of Lent that leads us up to Easter specifically walks us through uh, a time of focusing on Jesus' passion and his death and his burial and his resurrection. And that is the crux of our faith. And so we give time to walking back through that and reflecting on it every every year. So this is not a legalistic thing where it's like, you got to participate in this to earn your holiness points. Um, and this is not a pride thing. Like, I'm better than other Christians who don't observe the season of Lent at all. It's a, it's a tool uh, to help us in our discipleship. So Yes. So with that, we extend an invitation to you to engage in the season of Lent if your local church observes it or if you're a member of Shades Valley to engage in that season here. So begin the journey with us in just a couple of weeks, starting on Ash Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been another episode of Shades Weekly.